All right. You want to hear about something fucked up that happened? <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> about something fucked up I saw? I'm begging you to tell me. So, the restaurant that I work at has fairly st- a, fair- a very standard dish pit. Okay. You've been in a dish pit before? <laughs> yeah, it has a dishwasher and a guy doing dishes. Yeah, sure. This one has like a a dishwasher and like, a, you know, walls full of sinks and stuff and, yeah. and a rack in the middle. And the whole the whole thing is is pretty steamy and kind of dank and <laughs> doesn't it has has a scent to it. Right. Very strong as they scent. do. Yeah. So it's a little swampy even. Uh-huh. And it's so associated with germs and dirt and things that need to be cleaned in my mind. Oh, they're filthy. That I can't ever imagine ingesting anything. It's it's like it's equi- I equated in my mind with a bathroom in the sense that once food enters there it can't be eaten in my brain. <laughs> it shouldn't. It should not and it cannot be eaten. It's been tainted. It's it's just not good anymore. What? I What? Would you bring food into the bathroom and then I eat regularly it? do. That's fucked up. That is well, absolutely disgusting. Can we take it down a notch there? Like, what about a shower beer? I've done it before. What's the difference in principle there? Uh, I usually just like the kind of <laughs> uh, internal standards for myself, I guess. If I'm in the in, in a shower beer mode, I'm just like... Beverages okay in the bathroom, food. No, no, no. I mean, a, sh- a shower beer is probably the only f- food or beverage outside of like teeth. Br- I mean, I guess it's all a little redundant, but it's just like, and you know what? We don't need to get into the weeds, in, get into the weeds of it too much. But in my brain, food, especially or drinks outside of like a shower beer, which I guess I have done, so I can't say that I'm perfect, but. And I know that it's hypocritical or whatever because, like, you know, I fucking leave my toothbrush in the bathroom and use that or whatever. But <laughs> I think of the dish pit in the same way that I think of the bathroom where I just think that the whole, like, air in the room is germy. Okay. I'm also a total psycho, like, <laughs> germaphobe hypochondriac. You don't like germs very much. But especially any just, like... You know, like the amount of hand washing I would have to do to go from dishwashing there to like eating anything, it would be, I don't know, extensive. You'd sing happy birthday like 60 times over. No, it wouldn't be even be that long, but I would just bone. do it. I would do it very thoroughly. Yeah. But the guys back there, and they're all, you know, the different sort of stereotypical types of dishwasher that there are back there you know sure. like uh there was a guy who just got fired for some reason that i don't know who was always like playing metal back there and you know had like a big tongue ring and stuff mm-hmm. there's another guy who just recently got fired for smoking weed literally right outside the door <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds about right but like i just i i see a lot of just sort of like ripping off gloves you know they'll they'll like wear gloves or something but the or like sometimes i'll just go and they'll like have food 
like fries or something just sitting on top of the dishwasher that I guess they're just picking at picking at as they go. No, that's how it goes. Which is insane to me to think that anything sitting out in that room, anyone would eat from it while it's sitting there. Then also that you'd just be like washing all these restaurant dishes and then just take off your gloves and fucking bare bare hands of fries into your mouth is unfathomable to me. But the fucked up thing that I saw that I wanted to tell you about, which I think will even uh, beguile someone someone like yourself. Yeah, because I was one of these people. Who doesn't see quite a problem with this. I was, um, it's like a breakfast shift at some point in the last weeks you know i'm i've lost all relative sense of time so it was in the recent past they've opened for dine-in is what you're saying yeah okay oh with little to no precaution yikes it's that type of place um but uh (laughs) it was like breakfast and it, it was towards the end of breakfast beginning of lunch and um one of the guys there, he ended up getting kind of screwed for like a week where like those two dishwashers got fired and he was like the only one. And he was just having these like 12 hour days God. by himself, just washing all these dishes. Ugh. And I was like, oh, man, I'm praying for this guy. Yeah, like, like, I hope he makes out, it through this p- dark period of his life. Ugh. But I like walked in there one day and he's standing there and he's got from the kitchen like the hotel pan of all their sausage links. Yeah. And there's the leftover ones in there, and and I guess he's just gotten it back to wash. But he's just got a handful of sausage links, like five or six, just like barehanded, barehanded, oh. and is and is just like tearing bites off, just sitting there oh, in in the dish pit, like right where everybody's going through, just standing there in this smelly, dirty room, barehanded, a fistful of sausage links. And it just like <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, "What is going on oh here? Is this 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 Christ. can't be normal? What am I seeing?" Oh my god, dude! That yeah, that's, that's probably, too much. Like that's insane. That's that's a little much. With the other sausage links in his other arm, is that what you're saying? Or he like just he had a hotel of of sausage links just like plopped right down on the sink in this area world with all these other dirty dishes and had just there, you know, there was like 30 more sausage links left in the pan. He had just presumably fished out a handful when the, the thing had gotten back there and was just munching away. But in, so wait, like, were they, they were seen, already getting thrown away. Yeah. It was the left. Of, I, I, my assumption, my inference as it were, uh-huh. is that it was, you know, the, cause they just like cook, insane amounts of like bacon and sausage oh yeah for breakfast and then just like have it sitting in a hot pan right to just throw it on a plate whenever they need to and so it was the the, uh, the leftover ones once breakfast service had ended i would presume mm-hmm. um and it just gotten tossed back there or whatever to be washed yeah as a dirty dish yeah but he had yeah he had like paused before like just throwing them away or anything and just grabbed up a fistful full of them and was like like it was a but it was also I've I see no problem any, with this situation I've also never seen I see no problem with this anymore now that I know that they were like done for I thought that you meant that he was like 
prepping sausage links or something for breakfast and no. just we reached in, grabbed a handful of them barehanded and was like, I'm eating this now. That would be fucked up. But if it's a dish guy, you know, he's like, he loves sausage links. Like, you know, he doesn't want to see him go to waste. I get, but like. Dude, if you're working in a dish pit, crazy. you're not worried about germs. I also thought it was crazy that like. I've never thought of eating sausage links as just like with my bare hand grabbing up and like <laughs> taking a huge bite out of like four or five okay. of them at a time. Okay, that's a different question. I've never the way thought he ate about them. doing that before. That's crazy <laughs> on itself. But just any kind of, uh, I can't even fathom the amount of like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, ideally, I wouldn't want to eat a greasy sausage just by holding it in my hand. Well, this, I guess this is where we differ, man. I, I, I mean, I get like it's. I've done it before, and I probably will do it again. But like, I it's definitely, shrimp. definitely not my. It's like it's like a last. It's just like, well, if this is how I'm gonna eat this sausage, this is how I'm gonna eat this sausage. But like, uh, I've. I've never conceived of doing of eating it the way that he did. Yeah. And I it's a, and it's I have my various you know germophobias and hypochondrias would never allow me to. Yeah. Uh like it's like to me it's like once a dish is brought back there and set on you know the sink or whatever it's everything it's is sullied. Every <laughs> part of it is sullied. Okay. And then yeah it's just and like I think they were probably pretty cold at that point. Yeah. And it was just wild to be like walking back there to just like drop off some dirty dishes or something and then look over and this guy is just standing there taking a beat and chowing down on a fistful <laughs> of sausages. And he like didn't even finish them. He was just like sitting there biting them for a while and then just kind of looked at him and just threw them all away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he realized? Like half of them left and I was just like, man, that was a dark thing I just witnessed. It, it was like, uh, it was similar to the episode <laughs> of Seinfeld where George Costanza pulls the donut that's got a bite out of it out of the trash <laughs> and his girlfriend's mom sees it. And he has that realization. Yeah, do you think this this dish prep guy or whatever like saw his reflection in the sausages? <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And uh, was just like, I, I can't believe I've arrived at this point in my life. Because I I've been there in the dish in the dish pit and um and had those sorts of moments like, like where you're There's eating like a moments. couple fries off of a customer's plate. I I here's the thing May, maybe in a different situation I would be more open to it. But I've only been working at this place since the quarantine has been the new reality. Sure, and like. It's just not, unfathomable to me. It depends. How contained like is the kitchen? Like, how is it pretty like compact where the dish pit area is, or is it like? Oh, it's very compact. Okay, okay, that makes it a a, a little bit worse. It's probably it's smaller than the Hooks Home Studio. Uh, like a good deal smaller than the Hooks Home Studio. Okay, okay, which is a small place already. It's quaint. It's quaint. Um, but. but yeah, yeah, I I kind of see where you're coming from with that because mm. there is a bunch of particles flying through the air. And there's whatnot. particulate. Yeah, there's, there's just chemicals contact everywhere. Contact to surface to just like the so fucking chaotic, dirty dish area where all the kitchen just throws all their shit. Yeah, and it just like 
it's the kind of you know where they like fill up the sinks but just leave them running so they're just filled with like swilly sanitizer and mixed assorted dirty dish water and shit it's it's a dirty dirty place and eating any food in there is crazy to me especially eating any food yeah barehanded in that room and leaving it in that room just (laughs) open exposed to that room and continuing to eat off of it and then especially just palming up a fistful of links and going to town on it is it was just like a surreal kind of scene for me to see sure i thought it was fucked up does yeah. that count as fucked up? Was that something fucked up? Uh, I'm still not thinking it's fucked you up. Don't see I've it. eaten some more fucked up shit out of a in a dish pit before. Okay, so. what's the most fucked up thing you've eaten out of a uh, dish some pit? Some spin dip for sure. Yeah. What? Yeah, some spinach dip. This uh, restaurant that I was a dish dish pit guy at. Yeah. How did? What was the receptacle? What what mode of transportation did you use to get the spinach dip into your mouth uh some tortilla chips that yeah so like they were just left on a plate when you're working as a dish pit guy often was this at uh med grill no no i never worked there oh, this, right. but that a similar Zonky place Belgar. a similar place for sure yeah zonky Belgar. wait was that uh i don't want to say, think of it i'm trying to think of a nickname for it that we'll both get was that where barbosa also worked yes okay yes okay so Correct. that was in the galley Yes. On the on the Black Pearl. <laughs> yeah. You were a dish pit. Honestly, I would have <laughs> preferred Captain life Bob on the Black Pearl, I think. But uh yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty regular thing when you're working in the dish pit for the uh the cooks to take pity on you because being a dish guy is the worst fucking right, job ever. Right. And, and so they bring feed you something. You food. But it's like there's also a a place just up in the servers area where you can like stack food and like is it infinitely cleaner or whatever yeah. or also i would just be like okay well i'm gonna take this just down downstairs into the office area or whatever there is like a designated area for that if you're gonna eat food oh dude i'm not finished there. here the spin spinach dip okay didn't, didn't come straight from the kitchen oh i assumed not it I came see. back from a table yeah and i dipped some tortilla chips that the uh that the cook fried up for me Oh, okay. I thought the tortilla chips had also come back. No, 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 no. no. He was just—he would just feed me tortilla chips because he knew I was baked out of my mind and loved chips. You do Um, love chips. Yeah, and there's no way you can do it. Baked chips, right? Yeah, I love baked chips. I love baked chips. They're healthier, way less fat content. But yeah, I, I, I understand this guy, but I, I don't agree with the method of consumption. Yeah, that I mean, I guess, I guess that's fine. I thought it was fucked up though. Yeah, that's all right, man. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, okay. But anyways, um, you want to play the intro music IRL so we can hear it? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Welcome to Hostile Vibes from Wholesome Places, everybody. Okay.
Puts me in a puts me in a vibe. Puts you in some type of gets you feeling some type of way. It really does, don't it? That's great. Um, yeah. Once again, what up? What up? Welcome to Hostel Vibes from Wholesome Places. As always, this is uh me, your humble your humble host Hooks here, along with my very own talking crow host. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Sorry for the eye contact on that. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. Um, we just saw one of your brethren out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curiosity kills the crow. It was time. stud. It was strutting. Yeah. As we were out enjoying a libation, a pre-record libation. Yeah, that's a good word for it. <laughs> Is that the right word for it? I know. Well, I don't know. But yeah, the crow. Ration. Yeah. The crow was strutting up a storm. Yeah, they have those little like cute bird tippy taps. They do have cute bird tippy taps. Yeah. You love to see it. Yep. Um Yeah. I, how you doing? How you doing today? Not too bad. It's <laughs> it's been a weird day for me, as you know. And uh also that something that's been a part of it. Um Pour one out tonight for Carl Reiner. Oh, I just um, saw that. I did just see that. Yeah, the guy's hilarious. We'll always we, be we're, we will be doing the Oceans movies at some point. Definitely. We have In the Friendship to. Film Club. He's so good in those. And we love, yeah, we stand a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in power. Rest in power. My rest friend. in power, Carl, Carl Reiner. So goddamn funny. Um, Till the end. Yeah. Sweet man. But uh, yeah, I've been doing all right since since last we spoke. How you been doing? Pretty good. Yeah. You might say just got done with another uh, work week. I'm working uh, just four days, mm-hmm. but it's Friday to Monday. Yeah. And so my understanding of time as it is now is really just like... Uh, Incre- slowly increasing days of dread on my three-day weekends of, of going back and then like uh, yeah. just the kind of like stage, the four stages <laughs> of the of like just starting and okay and then Saturday is my like longest like 10-hour day. Yeah. And then once that's done, I'm like, okay. And then... You just coast through Sunday yeah. and Monday and... Well, yeah. It's, yeah. You, well, I've, it's usually like I start out Sunday and Monday just coasting, and then by the end of it, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's been too long. I need, I need sweet freedom. I need sweet cream. I mean, freedom. Sorry. But yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm on, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and it's my, you know, my first day of a three-day weekend, and feels pretty good. Feels pretty good in the moment. We're uh, here in Montana, right in the midst of peak coronavirus. It's never been this bad before. Yeah, <laughs> literally, oh God, as soon dude. as we got out of doing the official the thematic quarantine show, it really ticked right back up. We just got twenty new cases in Missoula County today, which our previous high was like two in a day. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of terrifying. It really is. Um, like, like kind of that doubles the total number of active cases in Missoula, if I'm not mistaken. It's something like that. Yeah. 
I think we've had like 50 in the last few days here. It's crazy, but, um, you know, God fucking forbid. (laughs) No, we didn't, you know, the Marbark shuts down. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, we've had, uh, employees at two restaurants test positive and they've had to shut down. And I honestly, like, I don't want that to happen. I don't want, I don't want to get it or interact with or have, be, be discover that I've closely interacted with anyone who gets it, but I would, you know, if I, I would not be opposed <laughs> if the restaurant that I worked at shut down for two weeks, and honestly, Same. would not be surprised at all because the place that I'm working at is like truly as as laissez faire as possible. You know, like there are places that are vastly more cautious than is required for sure, and I'm at a place that is. Uh, as as you know pump as many people as we can like we had to have the health department just in the last couple of weeks and force a reduced like we got caught and had to scale back oh shit um you guys didn't reduce at all like you were at 100 percent. no we were at 75 but had within like different specifications of like back-to-back booth seating and stuff that was not allowed. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, we got caught and had to scale back. And uh, (laughs) the uh, place that I work, I I would say it because I don't give a shit, but uh, I'll wait until my employment there is done to officially say it. But I will just say for any Montana listeners, it's a localized chain that's essentially just like a plussed up Applebee's yeah. that is in Missoula and Butte and Great Falls and Kalispell and Billings. So people probably know what that is. Uh, yeah. But there was one uh, employee in the Kalispell location that tested positive and they declined to shut the whole restaurant down. <laughs> so uh, there's been, I've, just no one has bothered to tell me anything about it, but I've overheard some fun conversations of like managers being like, well, it's not that the owners just don't care or anything. You know, they were allowed to stay open. And it's like, yeah, yeah sweet spin, dude. Jesus but, um, you know, I think it would, if it, you know, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if someone gets it there because it's very laissez faire. And I've been, I've been wanting to just like, expunge all this <laughs> yeah i've been meaning to pop off on one about this for a little bit because it's i've i've just started working there at this place um and one you know since since the pandemic has been going on and once the reopening kind of started um and so it's it's always been you know the uh milieu of the environment that i've been there and like has influenced my reaction to working there, you know? Sure. Currently, it you know, it was like a kind of classic setup of timing where like I had I wasn't sure if I was going to get unemployment benefits or anything, so I was just like for applying for jobs. It like popped up and I was like, "Fuck it, I got to do it." Right. And then like 2 days after, I started getting the Schumer 600. Right. But once you start filing it like if you quit a job, voluntarily you don't get unemployment right. benefits so yeah it's like my arrangement with myself about it is i'm like fucking i'm 
doing this and working reduced hours to justify getting <laughs> yeah. getting the unemployment benefits that I'm getting. You're working the system a little bit. But um it's it's always been in my own mind and narrative a very antagonistic relationship between myself and the customers. Yeah. <laughs> because right up at start I was it was like all these people started to come in and I was like, what are you people doing? There's like a and where I'm also kind of dominant at now, like there's a pandemic going on. Why are you people out here? And after just like a week of the reopening, you'd start to see all of like, I would, for the first couple of weeks uh, working there, I would kind of dis- describe the place jokingly to like my friends and stuff as like, it's the type of place my grandmother would love. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my grandma recently and she'd be like, Oh yeah, I love that place. I've been there. Yeah. And like, and, um now I don't even like think about it that way because it's just like the customer base is so demographically outside of anything that I I don't know currently fit into, I guess, where like it's so many just it's like the crumbling ruins of the golden generation. <laughs> like every just like old person who I'm I'm not trying to be ageist or anything, but just these truly just scores of truly decrepit looking old people coming in there all the time, but never seeming like they enjoy it. You know, (laughs) like they come in looking like they're ready to have a bad time and just like on the lookout for anything that confirms that predisposed (laughs) opinion of, of what, you know, their experience that they're going to have. And at first, it was always just like, why are you people so insistent on coming in here? You're the most vulnerable population. Like, what is what is going on here? And then, you know, we kind of had like, I mean, now it's sort of, there is like a, just just as like a, a necessary qualifier, there's like a casino in the, in the oh, restaurant. Yeah. It's like a blocked off its own little section. And that's where all the cool, lively people hang out. That's where my <laughs> grandmother would be hanging out for sure. As we both know. That, you know. But then, but the, the, the non-cool, non-lively old people just like are in there all the time and they all look the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. It's this very specific kind of, I don't know if it's just Montana, but just like middle America, old person archetype. Yeah. You know, of just, essentially interchangeable like you know outfits and stuff but they all i and just like shuffling in and either it's just like we're in the midst of a pandemic what are you people all doing here you're like endangering me and way more yourselves yeah and then also we've had this like social uprising the whole time so like even as we in missoula were having our month of no cases it was like i was there stuck there being like watching all these just like old guys shuffle in and they're make America great again hats and having to overhear all this conversation about like what the end from like fucking people who don't know how the internet works being like, well, the Intel is that they're, but you're busting in anti and just like, yeah, all this shit. And just like being like, this is what we built this like racial fascist empire upon is so that like white people can old white people can base their identity off of like consuming in this way and like going out after church to the, you know, blank name of restaurant and like 
getting a chicken fried steak that they can't wait to complain about for being too cold or not having enough gravy and like it's go just, off it's just insane it's it was it's not ideal like i it, and especially because like i'm often just like walking around by myself you know like busing or whatever and just like not even uh, just like walking around and hearing all these different like snippets of conversation that so much just like, well, Will is Jerry's stepson. Or like, yeah, yeah. Just like the go, I'll have a dinner salad with ranch dressing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really trying. I'm starting to get an ear for, and I'm trying to get better at doing the like old Montana accent because all these people, it's the it's the most I've ever been able to hear the accent you know yeah. with all these people talking about worder and ordering ranch dressing yeah and like all this shit and it's just like <laughs> it's like what yeah, like big... did we do all this for and also like i've got to get out of this fucking place all like yeah. it's like all of it's in missoula parlance it's like it's a hub for all the people like from the bitter root and shit and then just like all the, all of the old conservative and just conservative in general people, I guess, in Missoula yeah. <laughs> come yeah, and yeah, hang yeah. out there. And like, it's, I think it's also just sort of like, sh uh, you can put your foot up on there if you want. Oh yeah. You're wrapped up in a cord. Um, but of like, we've talked about this. We're like in my college years, I kind of, uh, inoculated myself from remembering how much of, the population in this place is like that because it's like I was just in the bubble within the bubble of like young annoying ass hipster people in Missoula right yeah um, of which I definitely am one but like it's just like then going this is the the most I've ever been like oh fucking I've, <laughs> I remember how many yeah. people like this are still here yeah and um, it's uh, it's weird it's weird to be in there and it's like it's it occasionally warps into this like nightmarish place in my head, especially if I've just been like getting ripped all day before I go into yeah. work of just like, I feel like I'm in this dreamscape where I just turn around and it's all these old zombie like people <laughs> full of disease, like the amount of just crusty old men I've seen loudly cough up phlegm into oh, the palm of their hands God. in the midst of all this. And I'm like, you people are crazy. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, that's the, that's a large portion of Montana, dude. Old guys who cough into their hands. Yeah, Flemmy. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's crazy. Yeah, that don't take coronavirus seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, at this point, with how bad it is getting in the state and in the county, I'm just, like, counting down the days before it is an enforced <laughs> shutdown, you know? And right. I that is quarantine insane. Quarantine for two I've, weeks. You, are you guys required to wear masks or anything? No. I mean, some people are do and, like, didn't for a while and are starting to again and I'm I might start doing it. Um I mean just to send a small message at least. But I, yeah, dude, I mean it's like no one in the kitchen wears a mask there. I've gone to, you know, a lot of places I've gone to, it's like they make a big deal of letting you know that everyone in there is masked and gloved up to the tits. Yeah. And like no one in the kitchen masks up at all. Like Holy shit. They will get they will have as many people in there as they can. Oh my god, dude. As they can get away with and like uh Ugh. yeah, it's not it's not That's ideal ugly. and I it's it was I had to just like leave the room when I walked in overheard one of the managers telling 
one of the wait staff of like, no, no, no. The, it's not like the owners are just like, screw the health department. We want to stay open. And I was just like, I can't even, you know, it's yeah. like if I stick around in here for five more seconds, I'm going to start like saying yeah, shit yeah, that yeah. I regret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is a safe space for you. Yeah. Right? And, but it, yeah. yeah, I've been, I've just, it's been, uh, yeah. It's been wild. I mean, all the, all the staff are great and they're very nice and they, you know, they're all in the same position as me where they're like, can't. I need money. They need to work, but yeah. it, it requires them putting themselves in harm's way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a strange thing to have to. Did you see what just happened? Yeah, I saw that. I spilled so Yeah, it's running down your chin, <laughs> uh, my friend. It's, it's Talk about Barbosa, dude. Soaked my, I soaked myself. <laughs> I saw it go through your bones it's on the way It soaked my belly. Yeah. Uh, I, for the listener, I just tried to drink a White Claw, and just it wasn't, the can wasn't up to my lips all the way. Sure. <laughs> so it just essentially <laughs> spilled down my face onto my onto my little tongue. You tum. are having a stroke. My little tongue. <laughs> it's a prolonged. No, that's that that blows my mind days. though, because we're required. I mean, at the least pl- yeah. we have to wear masks, and then we also have to take our temperature before every shift. See, you work at the kind of polar opposite, yeah, type of place in Missoula, both in terms of yeah, that <laughs> of like precaution, and then also and just customer, customer base. base. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're you're very you're you're entrenched in the bubble within the bubble. Yeah, for I've sure. gone outside, much more liberal place. Trying, and I yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it's like, dude, it's weird how how much like, uh, I, and it's also like me just walking around this restaurant all day, coming up with narratives for who these people are in my head, yeah. you know. But it's like, <laughs> like there was like some group in there a couple of days ago of like this real beefy, muscular guy and and his like, boo, I don't know, Montana wife to yeah. say it, I don't know what how to describe that yeah. but then it's just his like shrimpy little son with like glasses <laughs> and stuff and just like this kind of like overhearing their conversation and just this like weird stilted thing where like they w- made this like kind of nervous like nervously stern energy with the waitress of like making sure uh, she understood what the son was asking for with his like orders, yeah. specifications or whatever, and just being like, "Oof, man! Like big yeah. fucking oof on this yeah, one! Like what's going on?" It just so I don't know. It's just, it's like, oh man, I'm trying. I'm trying. I have to try to remind myself of like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's like the the prevalent things in my mind of like the pandemic and the uprising, you know, want me to just be like, all of these people are irredeemably uh, stupid and, and uh, wrong minded or whatever. But I, I do try to remind myself of like, they're just like placed within this broader, you know, right. social order and propaganda and stuff. But it is, uh, always a failing battle and I just am completely filled with like misanthropy and contempt while I'm working there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a pretty logical conclusion to arrive at, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty depressing. And it's crazy. Working like, customer it's crazy service how many of these people come in, in the midst of this pandemic and everything mm-hmm. and treat, you, you know, like, I think a lot of people come into restaurants and treat everything like a personal slight normally mm-hmm. when they shouldn't. And I think there's just, like, a, a power thing there for people where they're, like... And it's totally rooted in this this thing I was talking about of, like, just, you know, I 
the ability to root your identity in consumerism where it's like I get to go buy things here and so it is like complete so therefore it is at my disposal in its entirety and like all the people there are just facets of this thing that my money puts them completely at my disposal too and whatever they walk in with like the you know that attitude of like i'm the person with the money like yeah i I dictate what happens and also like i'm looking for something to complain about yeah which baffles me that that's the mindset that anyone goes into a restaurant experience in of like setting this bar of expectations that they have to meet in order to satisfy you is so weird to me of just like i mean you're going to get food you should be going to a place because you think the food will be good there right and it'll be like fun to be there not like if they don't fucking get my steak just right i'm gonna throw a fit yeah exactly and like so many people do that and then especially in the pandemic those people who are disposed to that anyway come in here and want and expecting that they can go to a restaurant and feel normal again yeah and that think that that's the responsibility of the restaurant to then do everything it can to make the, yeah. them feel normal again. Totally. And when we can't, because it's a fucking global pandemic, they like think that it's a personal affront to them. And yeah. it's just crazy to me. Like I can't, yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. even crazier to me than the boy in the dish pit bare fisting a bunch <laughs> of sausage links is it that these that fucking in your mind. frown wrinkled old bitches <laughs> come in here like, upset when their soup's not hot enough and like <laughs> bitch at the waitress that they can't like sit at the table that they want because we're at an enforced capacity for right, the global yeah. pandemic like yeah fucking get your priorities yeah. right like develop some appreciation for life that's not rooted around your like religious ability to go get like a real medium low tier steak yeah, every Sunday Christ. night with your wife who you don't talk to while you're there and you just look at the fucking UFC on the TV the whole time. Like that's not a valuable experience. Like, and it's also not one that you need to, I don't know. I just, these it's, it's rough. It's rough. I think there's probably a lot of service workers out there right now who feel the the same way yeah. of it's just like warping all these people into these germy zombie monsters in my brain. For sure, yeah. And I don't care for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I don't yeah. need it. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, the day of reckoning is the coming. The day of reckoning as Papa John... Oh, oh shit, did I just quote Papa John? <laughs> As we discussed in the famous Lost Papa John episode. Was that the first episode we yes, ever did? Yeah. Canonically, the first episode we ever did yeah. is Lost to Time, and it was about Papa John's daughter. <laughs> yeah, was and the day of reckoning, he promised, <laughs> uh, which has come and Yeah, I know. He's kind of a soothsayer at this yeah, point. I, don't, a, I shouldn't yeah. say that. <laughs> a visibly damp soothsayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, judgment will come not as yeah. you expected anyway speaking of visibly sweat. damp men um our subject for the week is party hardy marty <laughs> yeah do you mind if we take a quick i was break? just gonna say should we take a little quick break <laughs> yeah, a little break and get into uh the origin story this week yeah get original And uh, talk a little party hardy Marty when we come back. You down for that? So down for that. Okay, stay tuned.
Hook's here uh, with my crow host, my talking crow host. Hello. My very own <laughs> talking <Ooh>. crow. <laughs> Sorry, I had to build up to no, that No, that's one. okay. Um, it's like a do-re-mi type thing. A do-re-mi, fa so la ti da Hit the nail ah! on the head. Yeah, exactly. A do-re-mi, fa so la ti ah! The ka. Yeah, yeah. You get it. <laughs> yeah. You get it. Yeah, we're both we're, getting at the exactly. same thing. Yeah. We're both getting at the same thing anyway. Yes. Um, we're back. It's time for our first uh, origin story. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. Let's get Meat there. and potatoes of the uh, the Hostel Vibes pod. Um, I want to start off with a little bit of a disclaimer here. Yeah. As we get into our first, you know, we technically did our first episode last week, but, you know, this is our... Our first tale with which to regale you snails through the mail, you know, <laughs> as I said last week. <laughs> um, and so mainly this is directed at the Helena or the Queen City diaspora is what I was going to call it. The Queen City or the... The Peen City diaspora <laughs> out there. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's the kind of core group of our friends from Helena originally who listened to the show but the peen city diaspora out there <laughs> whoever you are out there uh just like ha- here here's what i'm going to say everything that we will discuss on this show and i'm only going to say this once everything okay. that we discuss we believe it to be true but we don't know that any of it is true okay <laughs> like yeah. If that makes sense, like we we're it's a, a lot of stuff has just been mythologized so much that like you know this is not a a legally binding historical account mm-hmm. or anything, and uh, you know our perspectives cannot be taken as as truth and a truly of law. our perception of reality has warped yes uh, especially in many of these matters mm-hmm. past. Uh, to the point of just like, uh, you know, just, and also, especially, and this is the main point of it, just have a little fucking chill, okay, Peen City diaspora. Don't make yeah. a big deal out of it. And, uh, I'm don't a large be, bird. Don't dude. be snitching. Don't be snitching. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess it's my main point. Like, it's so, you know, it's in a small and insular community. And, uh, just don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> it's yeah. all for fun. It's yeah. all for fun and games. And uh, yeah, so for the Peen City diaspora, just be chill. And uh, if we are, as was, you know, we talked about the Aikido sensei already. Yes. And we had many people who claim that never happened and that they never remember anything about it. But mm-hmm. then we've also had a few people like myself mm-hmm. who remember it vividly and clearly. So... All all that we're saying is that uh, reality is subjective, and we're talking about a lot of stuff that we've uh, been talking about and mythologized for years. So, sure. and we're also like trying to make it entertaining. Yeah. So just have a little chill for sure, and don't and uh, be be cool. Yeah. Peen City diaspora. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, I th- I think that's yeah. uh, just a little disclaimer up top. I'm only gonna say this once. No, that's completely fair. Yeah, uh, I I am a I have the benefit of being a large bird, and so people just naturally, you are an avian. 
I am an avian. People do not trust my perspective always, but uh, at the same time, uh, I believe what I have seen. You don't necessarily right. have to. Right. Like, know. it's like a lot, especially, you know, in this week specifically, I'm going to talk about a lot of things that happened to me yes. and that I witnessed and that I remember, mm -hmm. but I also can only just say that I believe this things exactly. happened. I don't know for sure that exactly. they did. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we're talking about a man who we will only call Party Hardy Marty yep. during the course of this show. Yep. Um, I've sometimes referred to him as Walker, Texas Rager. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty fucking good, actually, because let's start by just sort of describing the appearance of this man, I guess, Party Hardy Marty, because he does sort of look like Chuck Norris. And Joe Exotic? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah, he's like, he's, yeah, he's got, he had, at least with, at the time that we knew him, this, yeah, kind of just like white trash Jerry curl is how <laughs> I was thinking of it. This kind of mullety, curly, greasy black hair and like a goatee or something. Yeah, I don't know. Some totally sort like of a soul weird facial hair going on. And uh, Party Hardy Marty was. And maybe as for I have no idea, but uh, was it was an art teacher at a high school that I graduated from in that crew, uh, briefly attended before <laughs> becoming a persona non grata, which I was like, we will. I was thinking about that. I'm like, we will have to do an episode of you describing your days as like a, a notorious dissident who was not welcome there. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, those were some strange times. There. Yeah, you were a provocateur. I could in that environment well I, you, <laughs> you really got to push the boundaries of like what a between like a student and a <laughs> and a leader and a, a and an agent of chaos and a, <laughs> well i like to think that they a were real the threat to the credibility of the of the uh, <laughs> administration i well I mean, I don't think they needed any help in that. That's uh, true. That is true. Uh, but uh, it, at any rate, yeah. Um, party, Hardy Marty, yeah. A teacher, allegedly, well, uh, yeah, art teacher. I had him for art. Did you okay, have him so for Okay, so I was going to ask. Yeah. I was going to say, so I, he was my driver's ed instructor. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, I didn't know how you became familiar with the man. Yeah, I mean... I think I had heard stories because I think all of you guys and stuff went through driver's ed prior to me taking art. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong about that, but, um, I had heard about him. Ambulance. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think we had any sirens last episode. Yeah. I mean, it's good for a little background noise. Gives yeah. them the vibe that we're just, you know, for new listeners in my nest, home studio is, uh, recorded, uh, or is located on, uh, Right at an intersection that is the main thoroughfare for uh, especially like ambulances and stuff, but all emergency vehicles in the Missoula area. So we like to just call out the sirens when we see them. Yeah, it gives a but good But anyway, vibe. you were talking about Party Hardy Marty yeah, as so an art teacher. I, I took his class, <clears throat> excuse me, merely to get into photography class because I didn't want to take that Right, class. it was a prerequisite. Exactly. I wanted to take photo in high school because who doesn't want to fucking take a photo class in high school? Yeah, I think I did I did the you same know? thing. Um, but I had a different teacher. Yeah, but yeah, so I had to go through his classes and so that's how I experienced him. But I cannot imagine knowing what a fucking lull 
driver's ed was for me with a different teacher. I can't imagine having party hardy Murray oh my god for driver's it ed. was That's crazy insanity, it was man. crazy so um yeah you want to i how should we so go about here, let's we gotta we gotta describe this man a little bit more mm. so party hardy marty um it's it was always amazing to me that like how did a man like that ever get into art let alone like enough to be an art teacher <laughs> It seems like he like had one specific his theme. Most notable, <laughs> the most notable use, as far as I know, he put those talents to is he made like a children's coloring book that was the alphabets, but just like A is for Aerosmith, <laughs> B is for Buck Cherry. All rock band. <laughs> I remember, and that the- is true. B is for Buck Cherry. Do you remember Buck Cherry? No. And their song Crazy Bitch? Oh, God. From to the 2000s? I remember that song. I didn't know the hey, band was called. Yo, crazy, bitch. Yeah. Run your back. Oh, God, I'm on top of it. You remember that song? I remember that song. Um, Their band is called Buck Cherry? Yeah. And that was in his book. So, yeah, he's he made a huge deal about loving Kiss. Yeah. His favorite band was Kiss. That's what I was going to say. He, it was his defining personality trait. Was that his favorite brand was Kiss? In a driver's ed test, he gave out an extra credit point where he just said, "What's the best band in the world?" And if you wrote Kiss, he gave you an extra credit point. Damn. And I know he did that in his art class too. Am I right? Uh, I don't recall that, but probably. I mean, that was pretty early on, but <laughs> I, I I assume so because everything, at least eighty percent of the art that you see displayed in his classroom that he's done personally. Has it has something to do with Kiss? It's all referencing. Kiss. <laughs> it's all Kiss There's fan so, art. You see, so I many... don't even want to think about the Kiss related deviant art that he's got at home. If I'm not mistaken, he has like some action figure set up or something in there, like of Gene Simmons and the, one of the other guys. He's a sled head. Do you know what that means, listener? A Crow? sled. A sled neck. Do you know about those? Not really. It's guys. And I swear to God, they're all I don't I the only women who are there are sort of like captively brought along with the men that they're with. It's gods who are super into uh what do you even fucking call it? Snowmobiling. Oh yeah. Our sled heads and oh, sled necks. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. So he loves kiss, he's a sled neck. He dre- he his other defining personality trait was that he would drink a, a truly like sickening amount of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh God damn. And now I know the type for sure. Like a I'm, disturbing amount. Yeah. No. There's a there's a correlation there. And but, in the sense, and when I say that he they were they were a defining personality trait, it was like he made it thusly. Like it was like he <laughs> like he decided that hey, I'm party hardy Marty. I love Kiss. I teach art for some reason, and I drink eight Mountain Dews every single day. Mm. I will occasionally and rock. And I think like those a, are the coolest things about myself. Well, yeah, the puka shell necklace notwithstanding. I the man don't would have rock, a recollection of that, honestly. Oh, he would rock a puka shell necklace from time to time. It was cool. usually on like the you know criticism days, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> when he had to kind of put on a show, yeah, when oh, he really wanted to be dude, feeling himself. When I the, like the first day of that class, you want to know what he did? What? 
So he came up to, it was a classroom of maybe like 30 students. It was a pretty big classroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just came up and he was like, all right, I want you to, I want one of you guys, you have to describe to me what air is because I don't believe air exists. (laughs) And so the whole classroom was like, whoa and and i was like uh i think i i thought i was so genius i was like I would, oh uh, i would take you out to like a cold winter night and um tell you to breathe and you could like see your air you know and he was like well that's just condensation and you know and i was like oh man now i'm sunk uh and so it was just this whole thing of he was like yeah this is what like art is is like you you there's this indescribable thing that you have to represent on the on the page and i remember the whole class just like their minds fucking exploded he was definitely an early practitioner of like the ben shapiro rhetorical skill totally of just be like i got you but what about this doesn't this prove you wrong and list some hypothetical so did you have any real specific run-ins with Party Hardy Marty, or do you want me to just kind of get into it? Oh well, I'm curious because you you mentioned to me because I've got some shit to you, say. You you've got like an essay. I've got maybe a paragraph. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't know when the best time to explain why he's known as Party Hardy Marty is. Well, when do you think the payoff <laughs> would be the highest? Um. I think well, I guess might let's as get well. get into him a little more. I want to hear a little bit more from you about. I'll get into it where like I, I'll kind of point it, put it in the part of my interaction where him with him where I learned that he was known as that. Yeah. So, let me set the stage for you. I'm 15, and uh, getting ready to take some fucking driver's ed. Baby, you're peaking. Excited to get my license, the freedom that that entails. Mm-hmm. My parents have taken me out driving a little bit. You feel like Dom Toretto. There were all these like I just burped. I've been drinking a lot of White Claw. It's yeah. a little gassy. Sure, shut up. Um, there was a lot of these kind of completely idiotic politics at the time of like when is the best time to try to take driver's ed you know because it's offered three different times throughout the year yeah and you can take it in like the fall the winter or the spring or something you can take it in the summer something like that and and it was always like well you actually want to take it in the winter that's when the kids are the who come out of it are the best drivers or whatever and just everybody bought that logic which i guess is to to the same degree now is sort of like i mean i guess I mean, you, you might want to learn to drive uh, in difficult conditions. Yeah, Montana. Yeah. Whatever. But I remember going into it. I want the teacher that I wanted was a very cool man who had also been my fourth and fifth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Wyrick. Nice. Shout out to him. I hope he's still alive. Truly don't know. But he was a great dude, very chill, loved the Beatles and like shooting marbles and stuff. Nice. Um, and ran a very, he was like the first, I would say he was the first like great teacher I was lucky to have. Sure. Um, and he also taught driver's ed for years and years and I really wanted to take it with him, but it was something of like when his class was, I couldn't do or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, so I ended up in Party Hardy Marty's <laughs> class, his driver's Subject ed class. To Party Hardy so Marty. So Party Hardy Marty like was a guy who t- taught driver's ed and openly talked about doing it just because you could make good money for not a lot of work out of it, and would openly talk about how like you know I I can't do anything wrong. They they're desperate for teachers. I can't get fired. They're not going to do anything. Which in hindsight is like makes a lot of sense that he front loaded a lot of that information of like, whatever I do, don't bother doing anything about it. Yeah, no, pretty self-aware, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I couldn't get the guy that I wanted. So I had to get party hardy Marty, but I, there was all, but it was also like a shitload of my friends were taking that class. So I was like, Oh yeah, I want to take the one that all my friends are taking. Um, so friends and guest to the show, Zonky Balgar was in that class. Oh, really? Yeah, my uh, my brother Pat was in there with me. Oh, shit. Um, uh, list, good friend and listener to the show, Cal, was in that class. Oh, man, what a lineup. Yeah, amongst many others. Yeah. Uh, our uh, Nick was in that class. Like my Nick? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, shit. your Nick was in that class. He threw up on the first day. <laughs> I'll never forget it. That was the first time I ever met him. He, he'd eaten something bad for lunch and threw up in a garbage can. Sounds like him, dude. I've seen him yeah. eat monstrous things. Yeah. Monstrous. Uh, Samwise, the golden retriever. Oh, my God. I believe was in that class. Wow. It's like it's like dazed and confused, man. Truly. Like, truly yeah. an all-star lineup. Yeah. And I don't even remember how it got started or anything because there are so many memories like specific ones that are so burned in that they kind of block out the beginning stuff and it's been so long but like he was just like a he was i don't know he's like real annoying but sort of weird but like where he kind of initially can come off as charismatic before you're just like oh this guy's just fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, you know? he's unhinged. Like, at first it seems like, <laughs> oh, this guy's kind of got something. He's a little unorthodox, but it's like, oh, then it's like, oh, no, he's just like <laughs> yeah. a trashy, weird, no, dirt, dirtbag guy. And he's crazy. The curtain uh, drops pretty <laughs> quick <laughs> with this fucking guy. Yeah, and I remember, like... Um, I don't even... I don't remember exactly in what order all this happened, but, like... So much of Driver's Ed, at least with Party Hardy Marty, was this like fear mongering based thing about how deadly cars and stuff can be and like the responsibility or whatever of of that and got like a highway patrolman in to just like answer questions and shit. And so you just get kids being like, you ever shoot somebody? (laughs) It's all this kind of shit. What? Yeah. And all this stuff. But like there became this like big emphasis on like the harm that like um is done by like drinking and driving and like texting and driving especially at this time because like all you teens texting don't text all this bullshit and it got into this like thing during the class where party hardy marty was like talking about how like the justice system doesn't appropriately punish um crime you know vehicular crimes or whatever <laughs> and he he sort of is trying does this just kind of like ostensibly i guess he would try to spin it as like a socratic question and answer thing with the students but it's really just like a crazy guy <laughs> has a captive audience <laughs> yeah. for a couple hours each weekend like really 
takes full advantage of it. So it was just like, you kids talk to me about random shit. Yeah. And so he was talking about how, like, if you're, you know, like, should should the death, should you get the death penalty if, like, you're a drunk driver and you kill in an accident, like, a family and all their kids and stuff? And just, like, asking all these people what they feel about it. And, like, people, it's like kids in high school and nobody really wants to talk about it. And I remember, like... I don't I don't know who like volunteered it up first or something, but my brother and I just kind of like out of like nobody else saying anything started just being like, I mean, I don't support the death penalty in any situation. So like, I don't think that that is justified, <laughs> yeah. especially in this situation. And he became so fixated on it. Like it was like a personal affront to him. And he got into this yeah very Shapiro-esque thing of being like, but what if you're like a, a guy and you get like blackout drunk and you kill like a pregnant woman and her kids and her husband oh, in a car accident shouldn't sh and and you're and you're the family of those people who got killed wouldn't you want him dead and i'm like i mean i probably would and he's like yeah there i won i'm like yeah but that's different though like i can on a personal level feel these things while still believing that like the state shouldn't execute its People, citizens yeah. and that like the death penalty is, yeah. is a cruel and unusual punishment. And yeah. we just shouldn't do it in general. Like right. it's, it's possible to like, <laughs> to think that someone can feel affected by something that took away their family members and also not want to kill that person or have <laughs> yeah. the state kill that person. Right. But he was just like, ah, oh, man, you're just in all this and just was like fixated on it. And then like literally the next week, pulled up all these like tabs of articles that he had Googled about like different instances where family members of people who had what? been killed in drunk driving said that they like wanted the person dead or whatever. And he was like, I saw this and I was like, I got those hooks brothers. I was like, I knew I got them. And I was like, did you spend time on your own looking up for like, counterpoints to this like 15 year old in your driver's ed class who didn't support the it was crazy it sounds like it was uh, crazy i, I totally I'm screaming even... into the microphone at this point no but, but like, that's insanity it was crazy and <laughs> i was like what is this guy's fucking problem and this is like at the start like we haven't even gotten in the car yet this is in like the instructional phase and so then we get to this point where uh, we have to do, um, you have to take like a, a, an eye test to prove that you can see well enough to drive. And it is just administered by party hardy Marty. They just let whoever the teacher is administered or whatever. So well, with like letters on the wall, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So both my twin brother and I have terrible vision <laughs> and like yeah. um, for the uh, fucking eye nerds out there, congenital nystagmus and astigmatism. So essentially like a, a fucking whammy. eye test is just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can see better in just like objective reality than I can demonstrate on an eye test. I can't yeah. see well in either just to be up, but like I'm, I can, I can never pass an eye test, but I can like, see better i just can't read right. like yeah. better like yeah, that yeah, you know yeah, that sure. makes sense yeah no i'm with you but yeah party hardy marty administered these eye tests to us and i i can't vouch for maybe we can get we can do like a part two and get 
some of our other guests on who've had experiences <laughs> to talk about them because they've got their own stuff. Right. But like mine was just like me doing it as always and failing and him just being like, yeah, you're going to have, because it was like, if you can't do it, you have to get a letter from the eye doctor and him just being like, yeah, you're going to have to get that letter from the eye doctor. <laughs> but I guess my brother maybe had like a much more hostile experience with him doing that of just like him being a total dick about it. Um, but like, just not a fun and should never like let this man administer any kind of medical exam. Definitely like whatever kind of training you need, he didn't have it. I, he's got such an unhinged far away look in his eyes. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's a good judge. I don't judge. know if he could pass it either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, totally crazy. And like, was always picking fights with kids like that. Yeah. You know, like, or, you know, as we discussed, good friend, listener to the show, Cal, who has pretty clearly stated to me that he declines in advance any invites to come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm just, a, I, I just can see him, whatever. We, yeah. We'd love to have, we'd love to have, Cal, we'd love to have you on. Hey. But yeah. he, uh, you know, he's like the nicest, chillest man yes. anyone has ever met in their life. Irrefutably. And Party Hardy Marty just was like, interpreted that in his own warped way and would literally would always just be like, like I would hear from Cal and Zonky, you, you would get like a driver's partner, you know, that you yeah. would go on your drives with yeah. and Cal and Zonky Balgar were partners. <laughs> oh yes. And I would hear from them both that like they'd be on their drives and he <laughs> was so antagonistic in that front seat of the car. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he would just sit there and talk shit while you drove around. And he, I guess he would just, tr he would be like, cause Cal has like long flowing, beautiful blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And he would just be like, you'd just rather be surfing. Wouldn't you do? Dude, you're just too cool for all of it, man. You'd just rather be surfing. <laughs> like, I still will joke around with Cal to this day. I'm like, you'd just rather be surfing, dude, wouldn't you? You're just too cool for it. And it's just crazy. To that, that, that totally reminds me, though, that that's how he was in that art class. On those, like, criticism days, he would be like, all right, like, this is about having, like, some debate. And he would just, like, you know, he would start ripping apart, like maybe, uh, you know, the certain perspective. He always or whatever. on his soapbox. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he would be like, come on, guys, let's talk about this. You yeah. Know? And it's always just like, dude, what what are you doing right now? Like, you're just. <laughs> it's, what? It's, it's going on. It's coming the from such a. This energy. It's coming from a place that just no one understands in this room, mm -hmm. man. Okay. Yeah. So then we get to the driving parts of the story, I guess. Yeah. Where, like, my next vivid memories are of, like, driving and him in the front seat just, yeah, having a truly captive audience. Yeah. Do, I can't... Is it, like, this, the streets in Helena where it's, like, the two different one ways that, like, go past the Safeway? Sure. Yeah. What are, Which ones are those? Prospect and 13th. I Something think. like that. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going to say, but I thought I would be wrong. So we were Maybe driving up from the high school and turning on to the, like the first one there yeah. that goes like towards the McDonald's and the Albertsons and stuff and yeah, to yeah. get on the highway. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a three it's a three lane one way. Right. And I'm driving and admittedly I'm not doing like the exact right thing where he's like so you turn into the leftmost first lane and you like just need to wait for that to clear and you just turn into that but I'm like not in my mind, I'm like still not 100% sure that that's right. Yeah. So I'm like covering all my bases and I wait until the two lanes 
are both clear, you know, the nearest one and the middle one. Yeah. And then they're, they're both clear. Yeah. No one is coming. And I turn into the middle one and he starts screaming, ah, what are you doing? And he grabs the wheel and moves it over into the, the nearest most <laughs> left lane that he was talking about, which is like, granted, <laughs> I didn't do what he asked me, but I also was like waited and did what I was doing safely. Yeah. But he screamed and grabbed the wheel, moved it in. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And then he, and then proceeded to like scream at me, like, are you challenged? Can you like, see things and like react to them and stuff do you have like all your mental fa like basically in his parlance asking if i'm the r word like without oh saying it God. and i was just like and i was just like and i you know like did Jeez. just kind of like didn't really say anything but was like clearly mad at him was ever and then we like pulled over to get gas and he's like are you mad don't be mad you know i'm just doing the right thing i'm like whatever dude it just like but was just uh. like so and then you know i just have to go on these drives with him and uh my driving partner <laughs> who i won't i won't say his name but he's uh he was the elder member of a beautiful cloned religious family that we both knew in high school if that makes sure, sense. sure yeah yeah and uh and uh he was just always in the back there i i assume being like what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on but then yeah would just like oh man he was just like openly hostile to me the whole time and would just like talk shit while you were driving and like um but also with the same kind of like air of like he thinks that he's just this like outside of the box genius uh, you yeah, know totally. so that like he can do no wrong and whenever he's being a dick it's just that he's like trying to get something out of you or whatever yeah no. um, i mean yeah the frailty of his character just bleeds through instantly <laughs> though because he's fucking insane yeah he's like yeah that that was such a <laughs> an unbearable year to get through just passionless work yeah. yeah. Oh God. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's but just... he would he would just yeah he would just like badger you and berate you and I guess like at one time it did sort of like it induce a moment that I still remember in me of of sort of like self discovery or at least like self admittance you know where he was just like got bored or whatever and was just like so what do you want to do um and uh, I mean he was asking me like what I wanted to go to school for. I guess essentially as just like a reason to then tell me that he has like four degrees, yeah. which I don't know if it's true or whatever, no. but just like I, I didn't even really know at that point. And I also definitely didn't want to fucking tell him. Cause like, I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah. It was like, it's still something that I have now where it's like, I don't care about you. So I don't need to like open up with you at all. So I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. give you the most like, you know, non-committal, uh, you know, but he just is it. like not accepting of that. And we'll just like, keep going. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want to do? And, and like, let me to just like get him to move on to be like, ah, you know, maybe something with like, you know, cameras and like multimedia or whatever. I was like doing that stuff. And that was the first time I'd ever like said that out loud to someone weirdly, I think <laughs> really the, of just like an interest in doing that in, you know, in like a livelihood sense or whatever. Wow. And uh, yeah, induced by a fucking insane, an insane man just like not letting me weasel out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I got a degree in computer science. That was like his response. I was like, yeah, I'd like to do this. And he's like, yeah, I got a degree in computer science. And I was like, did God you though? <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude, what an interesting character! Like, yeah, that's crazy. And he, all, he yeah, so yeah, he had it out for me. He had it out for my brother. He had it out for Cal and like and others, and was like a total maniac. 
<laughs> the whole time throughout driver's ed. It was yeah, crazy. Absolutely, man. I, he was on the break. He was on the edge of like the cusp really of a breaking point. Yeah. Every moment of his life. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, this is, this is also, this is, we didn't need to talk about this here. So we, um, we were all, a lot of us peers interacting with him this way around the same time. And I remember we all just kind of started would talk about him. He became right. a, a, the subject of discussion a lot. There was somewhat of a mythos. Yeah, and our and our friend and and also past guest uh, Hans Harris, you know Hans mm-hmm. Harris, friend of the show on the Napoleon Dynamite episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling us he was like, "Oh, you guys know about Party Hardy Marty?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just one day, and we were like, "Wait, what?" Tell and he had some story of. I don't even remember how it came up, but like talking with the guy who was the owner of the former Coney Island in Helena. Right. You remember that place? Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. It was like a hot dog place. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, super good. Um, but talking to him, somehow Party Hardy Marty came up uh, under his former alias, and the guy was just like, huh? Party Hardy Marty? <laughs> Last time I saw that guy, he was passed out in a mountain of cocaine. Yeah. And I guess like the 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 kind of backstory to that was like this guy had gone to high school at the same place so party hard and Marty taught at the same place he graduated from right which is also a, an important thing to state i feel like right. and uh he said that like they the last time he, he had seen him had been at some kind of like kegger the year that he had graduated yeah. in the 80s yeah. <laughs> um and had yeah remembered Seeing Party Hardy Marty pass out in a pile of cocaine. The snowman, yeah. And also being having been known in high school <laughs> as Party Hardy Marty. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me that he would have had that kind of like belligerent um drug abuse that rings of just like somebody truly desperate and running away from themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, which is his tr- another key character element of him, I feel like. <laughs> Absolutely. Um but yeah, yeah, Party Hardy Marty passed out in a my, <laughs> pile of cocaine. Yeah, in yeah. the '80s, and uh, seemed stuck in those days throughout yeah. all the time that we knew him. I I can't imagine a more primal form of him, because it kind of frightens me to think about him just huffing that nose chowder all night. <laughs> I know, and just and just, and like just in the woods or something, and like. <laughs> fucking coked up like he's such a monster on mountain dew anyway it's just like pure caffeine that like cocaine is like i don't i i tremble to think about party hardy marty fucking with a bunch of nose clams oh my god can you imagine you would yeah you you just say like hi you randomly say hi to some stranger at a party and what do you know it's party hardy marty and then all of a sudden fucking debating you yeah exactly he's like prove to me that air exists he was he was kind of short and like had like a real musk and it spreads and like suddenly you spend like 12 hours going through kisses discography and you're like what the fuck yeah who is this Uh, person and it's just like he's one of those guys where he's just like so annoying when he starts like trying to like be this like 
outside the box genius that it like forces you to engage. Yeah. Cause you're just like, what are you even fucking talking about, yeah. dude? Like, exactly. And then he, and then that engagement is like all that he wants and needs to like keep going. Sure. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. And driver's ed, dude, we were like, he was such a hard ass. We were like stuck in there for like the, the class part of it. Like, for like these like multi hour long classes, just like watching these stupid fucking videos and taking all these tests. And you had, it was like this like binder. There's like this binder full of like multiple choice test work that you had to do. And you had to like fill it all out at home as like With the homework. And then on like it, that book. Yeah. 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 And like bring it back to him like in this like specific order stapled. And he was like, <clears throat> excuse me if he was like if there's one thing out of order like i'm not taking it and you're failing the class God. and like all this bullshit it was just like such a fucking hard ass yeah and as i mentioned spent so much of the time talking about how like he was how confident he was and the lack of repercussions for any of his behavior yeah i think i think it would it, we should if we can get get maybe get some other people on for a party hardy marty part two because like i know his mythos in my mind is fleshed out with like a lot of other people's encounters with him that yeah. I remember less than my own and, and would want them to maybe say it in their own. I'm already remembering more of my own. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, what a bizarre guy. <laughs> and, and definitely so, um, pure. Uh, he's just like, he's pure of heart. That kind of, there's true. so much of that type of energy, uh, and in, Truly, truly a fucking hostile vibe. Totally. If ever there was one. The, exactly. The epitome the, of a hostile vibe. Exactly. Yeah. You know where he felt on like the, you know, chaos Ugh. right, chaos left, dude. He was, yeah. he was just hostile vibe on yeah. that uh, axis all the way. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we should, do, should we try to do that for the next one? A uh, party, hearty, Marty part two. Yeah. It'd be fun Get to some hear guests some on. Uh, other tales and yeah. yeah, start to remember a little more. Yeah. Cause, Flesh uh, it out a little oh bit. my God, what an interesting, oh, his son's well, yeah. Yeah. I probably think maybe should, we can you, leave him yeah, out. Yeah. That's probably a wise move. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get into some party, hearty, Marty part two. Yeah. For the origin story next week, but uh, yeah, you want to take another little pee-pee break, and we'll come back and do a little media menu. I'm down, daddy. Okay, stay tuned. Okay. Um... Um, this is this, welcome back. This, this may be fucked up. Okay. And, and you can delete this out if you need to. <laughs> okay. But I wanted to flesh out something that went through my mind. Yeah. You know, it's insane to me that he seemed so defensive sure. of, uh, <laughs> you know, this drunk driving thing and the death penalty. Do you think he was. Maybe trying to defend some prior action things <laughs> that had happened in his past as party hardy Marty. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Or I but he was like he, he had done something bad. Yeah, was there like, was I, like a self-loathing component there of like they should be executed. Yeah. Executed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He definitely had like a, a anyone who drinks Eight to twelve Mountain Dews a day wishes they were dead, and that's just a fact. That's just an objective fact. And so, 
that has a ring of truth to it, I would say. (laughs) You don't do something like that to your body without wishing wishing in some some degree that you just could destroy yourself, (laughs) you know? So I think that is a possibility sure. to it. <laughs> All right. What did you say? Media. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna finish things off here with a new segment. Is a new segment. A new uh, recurring segment. Uh which we're calling media menu right now because yeah. we love alliteration. Yeah. Um, just to try to finish these up with a little uh increase maybe of energy if we're tailing of just talking about uh, stuff we like to watch mm-hmm. because we do that it infiltrates the show anyway mm-hmm. and so we might as well just like dedicate a time to things to recommend you know to the nocturnal emissaries out there yeah some stuff uh, to watch some stuff to watch some stuff to listen to to look at to listen to whatever yeah, yeah you got anything crow yeah mm. gotta take a sip of white cloth first when he thinks about it yeah what you been watching uh, I've been watching some interesting horror movies as of late. Isn't that um, always the case, though? Uh, I watched one called The Ritual that I actually would recommend. Um, it's a fantastic kind of psychological uh, thriller that uh, of a type that you don't see that. Or, or I guess the idea is is usually there, but um, there's a level of craft with The Ritual that I definitely recommend. Is that which one is that? Uh, have you seen? Well, <laughs> which one is that? Give a little synopsis. You know, like what's the premise? I I really don't want to. I I recommend okay. going into that movie with okay. with Cr- no a crow recommendation. Going yeah. blind. Where yeah, can the, where I, I can think it's worth a listener watch a thing like that? Uh, I just rented it through Amazon Prime. You rented it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Bezos. As we as we must say. Yeah. We know you're listening. You bald bitch. Uh, I've been listening to um, the new Alchemist. Uh, drop lately i recommend alfredo with uh, alchemist and freddie gibbs is, oh. is it pretty... <laughs> i kind of thought you were just being like i recommend alfredo uh, uh, also alfredo's delicious alfredo sauce yeah i'm not a cheese eater but i do eat alfredo interesting that's an insane amount of cheese in that yeah. you know that yeah. <laughs> yeah i know there's an i also i'll eat caesar dressing what uh our Good mutual friend, the spider, would describe as a revolting amount of cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. He and I are kind of simpatico on that. We gotta get him on the show. Yeah, I, I would love that dude. He's, he's gifted with he's some an, conversation. He's a spidery fella. Yeah, he is so spidery, dude. <laughs> he's Aragog, basically. Um, if you can picture Aragog, you can picture a friend. You spider. know, can you picture Aragog? Can you picture? Uh, what are the other famous spiders? Shelob. Shelob. That's For the sure. one I was thinking of. For sure. Shelob, Aragog. Charlotte uh, of Charlotte's Web. Charlotte of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> All the spiders in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark that are on that guy's back <laughs> in the first scene. Famously. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, what you been? I, I've I've watched I watched a movie called um, oh god, what was it called? Dark was the night. It was a uh, Bigfoot horror movie with a guy. Can't remember his name, but he plays Martin Kimi in Lost. Um, 
It was okay. Martin Kimi. I I really enjoy that stuff. I really enjoy like fucking monster horror movies. I eat that stuff up. You like monsters? Yeah, like I watched Forty Seven Meters Down recently too, uh, which is all about a big ass shark in some caves. In I some, fell asleep uh, five minutes into trying to watch that movie. In the cenotes, uh, it's got that one guy in it. Um, but I, you know, Dark was the night. It kind of. I feel like a lot of those movies kind of fall down once you see the monster. I, you shouldn't show the monster. Mm. There's some there's some smart guy that said something about that, but yeah, as soon as you see the monster in those fucking movies, it's over. Dude. <laughs> like every all of your willful suspension of disbelief is just gone, and you're like, sure. what is this? You know? Sure. Yeah. That's why I think it. You know. Good examples of that, obviously, it's like Halloween and stuff. You know, like the original right. one where you like never see him. Exactly. Um, and Jaws, Jaws, famously, exactly. in the most basic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the then the, the way to do it otherwise is like in, in kind of different versions of the same thing, like the the alien or the thing version, where you're like the monster is so fucking cool that we can't not show it to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's the thing where it's like it fucking I don't even know what it looks like. It's so crazy looking, but that's kind of the point is that mm. it's just unfathomably crazy looking. Yeah. And then it's even cooler and scarier when it's just like a person disguised yeah. as a person and in and, and like that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's a hard you've gotta have a really cool or interesting looking monster mm-hmm. or else you should yeah build the whole thing around or just keep it like or like cloverfield style dude. keeping things don't like see it conceptual like another thing that i would recommend keep it conceptual, and then and then bro. i think we should move to what what you've been doing keep but, it uh, conceptual bro uh chernobyl is another thing that i have somewhat recently watched i've watched it over and over and over and i love it and i think one the thing HBO that's show. Mm-hmm, one thing that's interesting is like the monster in that you know, sort of horror series. It's like something that you can't see, but can totally affect you. Right. I saw, yeah, I've heard heard great things about Chernobyl. I tried, I watched a bit of the premiere and then I was the, uh, just all the kind of radiation poisoning stuff triggered my hypochondria way too much and I had to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of have found out since then that the writer of the show is like a big scab. What does that mean? Like a a un a union opposition person. Gotcha. Like he, I don't know much about it except that he is shitty to the the unions. Gotcha. The, the WGA and okay. stuff. So I'm so you've been avoiding like, it. Do now. I want to? But my much more than that, the thing precluding me from watching it is. How, the hypochondria yeah, and the radiation yeah, yeah, poisoning yeah, yeah. stuff is so gnarly that I'm like, oh my god, it's gross. I would recommend it. It it would be a shame for me to find out that he's anti-union, but uh, it it's a very well done show with some very impressive acting. Scarsgard, dude. Oh god, dude. A and king. Uh, what's his name? Jared Harris. Is that yeah, Jared god Harris. Damn, dude. That's who I was talking about. I don't know if Scarsgard's in it actually. No, Scarsgard is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Jared Harris is who I was thinking of anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so cool. Oh my god, dude. That powerhouse performance. Yeah. But, uh, he's uh, a legend. For sure. But yeah, so what you what you been watching? Um, I got I got a few things across different mediums. 
Um, yeah, so this I just uh, upgraded my gaming setup. Yeah, I see I that. I had famously Gamer. had the same PS PlayStation 3 for seven years um, <laughs> that I had used, uh, which is not really how things go. But, I mean, it's it, ha- it is truly kind of getting to that threshold of planned obsolescence where, like, I can't really use it fully anymore yeah you know like it just doesn't support things anymore and it's old as fuck and it's gonna break pretty soon sure so yeah i i splurged a little bit spent some of my unemployment check got a playstation 4 it's pro uh been playing a lot of fucking marvel spider-man i know i'm real late to this one but boy you gotta play that game if if you want to do something like that <laughs> yeah. it's real fun it's got big nostalgia vibes for the kind of uh, Spider-Man two and three video games that they made for the Tobey Maguire movies, yeah, on the PS2 and stuff that were like legendarily fun, um, to to swing around NYC on those, and this is just like a, a an improved version of that. Yeah, and better graphics and, and stuff it's like that. Great. Yeah, and I and I'm I've been having a great time with that. I've been watching for the first time avatar the last airbender yeah, that's on Netflix. so cool dude i had never watched Man. it before as a kid really i had like tried to get into it because i always thought it's weird because i remember as a kid always thinking like the premise for this show is cool as fuck like the bending is cool i love the idea of yeah. it and and i always remember thinking as a kid just like well i want it what i want out of it is more of just like i want to expand this like world of this that it's in but then i'm i like i'm chucking it on now and that's like all that it is you yeah, know it's like sure. the the world is constantly expanded and in, in really satisfying ways dude and it's set against such a beautiful backdrop like every part of the, like when they're soaring through the clouds on uh oppa dude yeah on oppa oh my god yeah like, i yeah it's on, i'm loving it and i i'm i I think it's, I have found myself thinking just, you know, distinctly to myself. I'm only on like the second season that like, this is better than Game of Thrones, the TV show. Like there is more thought and like storytelling and craft put into this than in Game of Thrones. So if you're disappointed by Game of Thrones, watch Avatar because it's (laughs) a better version of a similar uh, fantasy kind of element. The world building is better. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think all the like bending is cool and the the ways that they like for sure kind of just like build up the the uh, mechanics mm-hmm. of that kind of shit is it's a much more interesting, interesting lore than you find yeah. in like most of I don't know animated kids shows because yeah. it was just like a Nickelodeon show yeah and it's very much you know? a kids show yeah but I'm I'm finding that I like that part about it because I always know that the episode is going to end or the storyline is going to end in like a Jesus I'm really gassy and like a really positive way yeah. and it's all you know and it's all going to kind of get resolved at the end and it's just really satisfying that For way sure. um, and it's surprisingly funny yeah like there was one I was watching where they visit a fortune teller and there's the the brother character Sokka who I think is super annoying but also relatable 
but like uh, the force teller just comes out and looks at him and, and totally deadpans like you're going to have a life full of like misery and suffering. Most of it self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, how did you do that? And he's like, I just looking at you. And then his sister has a great burn later in the episode where I can't remember what he's mad about, but she's like, you're just mad because you're going to be making yourself unhappy for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's fucking, that's fucking that's good. good. Burn, yeah, dude. That's, for sure. that's some sick. That's good writing right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Loving that. Watching that. <laughs> Sokka has kind of a bungeable face. Yeah. He's a, he's a dickhead for sure. <laughs> yeah. But we all were as teenage boys. Sure, so I guess absolutely. that part of it rings true. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that. Listening, as always, to Doughboys and Action Boys, the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't recommend them highly enough. It's always just good chicken soup for the soul. Uh, uh, funny, good content. Um, also, uh, Shrek 2 original soundtrack on instagram the meme page is really good sure they post a lot of funny stuff and i think the person is from england and will post the occasional like uh soccer meme and i think they're really funny sounds perfect for you and i and any kind of like any kind of like soccer specific meme page is just going to be super annoying and normy but so, this is like a, a an OG meme page that just a, it's you know it's like a real memer that just also happens to occasionally ship ship post about the EPL and stuff. Sure. So that's pretty good. Check that out. Um, and can't really think of anything else. Heard any good music lately? Um. Oh, we got another siren. Didn't see what it was. It's your music these days. It's just sirens. <laughs> just the sirens that this, go by. Um, no, what have I been listening to? I mean, put some good stuff out there. If you want to know what I listen to in music, listen to Get Hooked with Hooks mm-hmm. Friday mornings, 9 to 11, 89.9 FM in Missoula, yeah. uh, streaming worldwide at kbga.org. That's where to find it. Yeah. That's what I'll say. We're all eagerly awaiting the new Rihanna album. Sure. Will you just release it, Rihanna? Right, right. Drop it already. It we know she months. listens. <laughs> yes. Come on, Riri. You, we, you've been teasing it for months on your Instagram. Let's just hear it already. We're all dying to hear it. We know you're talented. We want to hear this gold that you've been sitting on. We want to hear What this. does she make of the year of our Lord 2020? I must know. Dude, I, I can't speak on that. I just saw today that Sufjan Stevens has a new album coming out. Is that you ever right? Listen to that. Uh, I listened to. Uh, oh God, do you remember that fucking Christmas album he did? I remember hearing about it. Oh my it's God! It's always I I I've it's never I've never accessed it. Like I've listened to it and I've been like, this is this sounds pretty neat. No, I think it's probably good, but I just don't really vibe yeah i don't vibe with it either maybe uh, two songs illinois yeah it's the only one that i know <laughs> yeah, that's funny that's like one of the two I'm the only one that a I different know. one off of like carrie and lol whatever but uh yeah that one right. from call me by your name anyway yeah <laughs> um yeah i can't yeah listen to get hooked with hooks 
Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, play Spider Man. I've been reading. Oh, here's a good one. I've been reading. Um, Todd Nahasi Coates. I don't know if he's still doing it, but did a run on Captain America in the last couple of years. Well, shit. And I always meant to read it. He did a, a Black Panther that I did read that was great. But I was like, fuck, I got to read his Captain America. And it's so good. It's, I mean, it, it's, it is like, it's a Captain America comic book. So, like, hell it, yeah. It is definitely that. But it's like, it's got all this, the, I don't know, this kind of like, all these like political parallels and stuff of, and it's all about like, um, how do you re-establish some kind of noble identity of America after we elected Trump? Essentially, God is what it's about. Damn, is in in a political metaphor sense. That's what Steve Rogers is wrestling with, uh, and Captain America is wrestling with. So yeah, I've been reading that, and it's pretty good. I'll Everything throw that you tell up me there. About that guy, he's a smart guy. Yeah. God real damn. real sharp. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. I think right now to recommend. Yeah. Um <laughs> I've been rereading Inherent Vice. That's, oh, that's you've a, been that, reading it. If you want to get your mind off of <laughs> literally everything, read that book. Try to read some pinching. Yeah. Some that, Thomas Pinchin. That's a very cozy and easy book to lose yourself in. This is what I was gonna say. It's been real rainy. In these last few days in Missoula, my kind of weather, I thrive in it, especially this time of year, so I don't feel obligated to go outside. But I think tonight, because it's supposed to kind of blow through tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'm going to take like a nice get stoned and walk around in the rain downtown at night. Real Doc Sportello move. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real Doc Sportello move. <laughs> but uh, I also heartily recommend to the emissaries just getting stunned and walking around. Absolutely. It's one of my all-time pastimes. And yeah. it is always good for your soul. I I I think it's good to do it with no uh Direction. don't bring your headphones. Or you know, like don't listen to because it's like I do it a lot also while listening to music and podcasts and stuff, and I like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also like just uh it's like meditative. Yeah, absolutely. I think putting in headphones is sort of just a, it's an easier way of transporting yourself from A to B. It's right. not like. You, it's like you tunnel into it and exactly. you just listen to the thing and then, oh, I'm there already. Exactly. Yeah. And but if you're just kind of wandering about aimlessly. Yeah. No, it's good to, to, because to, I think weed, the sights and the weed is great because it slows things down. And as you're walking <laughs> around, you just, you notice so much more about your surroundings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and what I mean. it's yeah. it's super valuable to really take in uh, yeah. the area that surrounds you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do a little bit of that tonight. It's mm -hmm. still kind of soggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, wherever you're at, emissary, when whatever day you listen to this, you should do the same if you have the time. Yeah, and if you don't want to get stoned, just take a little canoid. walk around. Yeah, not yeah. necessary part of it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for party, hardy, Marty. I guess part one, maybe of yeah. part two. We'll see about that. Oh, hopefully. he'll make a resurgence. He'll return. Yeah. Um, follow us at uh, at Hostile Vibes Pod Ooh. on Instagram again. That's like, our handle. Yeah, like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts on iTunes, 
leave a review if you would yeah. and give us some star ratings and stuff if you would um and that's all i have to say you got anything else to say crow uh it's been <laughs> nice to be back here uh uh it's, it's good to have feathers to ruffle yeah it's good to, to do this with some consistency yeah <laughs> consistency again it's, yeah. it's establishing some order yes exactly to my life uh some enjoyable order i yeah. would say um okay well yeah that's gonna be it uh don't need to ask definitely for sure again yeah keep and sanitizing keep sanitizing definitely social distance and stuff because it's fucking coming all back baby yeah. And be uh be safe out there and uh be anti-racist and don't be a fuckhead. Yeah, please do not be a fuckhead. Don't be a fuckhead. If you are going to go to a restaurant or get food or anywhere tip generously, you motherfuckers, yeah. you bitch asses. Totally. Um yeah, don't be a bitch ass. Join uh, the anti Fuck you Bezos, fuck you Zuckerberg, <laughs> yes. you bitch asses, you bald fuck, you reptilian fuck. Protest Amazon, protest Facebook. Um yeah. And uh, I saw a good here. This will fit in. I saw a good meme the other day. Uh, Let's hear it. Where it was like it was one of those ones where it's like an uh, acronym. Sure. You know, and it's like I. It was like I want to fuck, <laughs> but it was. Uh, let me try and find it here. Is it on Instagram? Yeah, if you've been yeah. Fighting. I want to fuck F. Facilitate the redistribution of wealth. You unlearn historical lies and de- and devise state oh and divisive state church doctrine. C. Commit to cleaner food and energy. And K. Kill egoism with psychedelics. <laughs> so commit to fuck. Yep. Uh, emissary, we fully support that. The uh, F U C K. Absolutely. And uh, checking those boxes. Most importantly, don't eat ass. And remember who loves you, baby. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.